All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Well, we missed last week, guys. No real reason, just didn't happen. So, oh well. Scheduling. Yeah, we every now and then we earn a week off. Yeah, all two of you, I'm sure, were very disappointed. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but we're back, and we're talking Batman '66, Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, William Dozier TV show. We got a couple of episodes to get to. Uh, the first two season episodes two. of season two. Yeah. yeah, we're we're into season two now. With, gonna be uh, here a while we are this is a long season 60 <laughs> some episodes so now now Damn. to be fair i i think that that's like but they're they're two parters so hey it's still it's, it's, still it's not as now. many as it seems technically but sure. yeah it's it's still. it's it's a hike there, there's a lot here so um we'll be here for a while that's for sure <laughs> um yeah so we got Two episodes to talk about today. It's going to be Batman uh, Shoot a Crooked Arrow and Walk the Straight and Narrow. We got uh, the Archer making his first appearance. And um, we're going to really get into that because I got a lot to say with these um, with okay. these these two episodes. But before that, I'd like to talk a little bit about a little little news and then any movies that we've watched. Um so the biggest news as far as Batman goes is uh longtime Batman writer Denny O'Neill passed away last week, yeah. which uh, was real sad. I think it was Sucks. Friday. I think it was last Friday. I think he, so, yeah. um, he, he uh, passed away. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, 81 years old. I mean, you know, he was old. He was, he was old. But it's a full uh, life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's so it's not like big tragedy, which is nice. At least that's good. But still real sad because, I mean, one of the most influential Batman writers of all time. I mean, if there was if there was a Mount Rushmore of Batman writers, I, I, I feel like you kind of have to put Denny O'Neill on there. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, it, it at, just least sucks com- at least comic wise, comic wise. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it just sucks because it's, you know, even though these guys are thankfully living full lives it's just it's sad to see how few are left now you know especially with the big ones being gone like stan lee obviously uh, mm-hmm. you know it wasn't batman but when you see all these influential creators who are pivotal in shaping these characters that we know and love and and no yes. new ones like exactly that, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's the real kind of you know iffy part i feel like now to be fair i'm not in the batman comic scene i haven't been in the batman not comic scene no. for probably six or seven years at this point um probably since like 2014, 2015. So probably five years or so I've been out of the Batman comic loop. So I'm not exactly sure how it's going. I only hear news things here and there. Um, yeah. Usually negative stuff. Cause that's usually all you ever hear about. Um, yeah. Now and day. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is a shame. So I don't know about the positive, but when I was into it, obviously there was a handful. Scott Snyder was the one really taking sure. over Batman mantle who I, Subsequently, I feel like is massively overrated. Um, I feel like yeah. he started. He's one of those guys who started off super strong, and I then I feel never recaptured um, how well he did at the beginning. But he did so yeah, well at the beginning that it really kind of earned him a lot of clout, which he still has to this day. Which again, oh, and, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff I haven't read of his, but as far as Batman run, I mean, he started really with Black Mirror. In Detective Comics with Dick Grayson Batman, 
which mm-hmm. is a fantastic story. Yeah, I like it a lot. And then, uh, obviously, when he took over the New 52 of Batman, which New 52 was stupid anyway, but yeah, yeah, Batman's story started really strong. The Court of Owls was outstanding. Outstanding. Awesome. That, yeah, that one, full year. One of the best recent editions we've had, yeah. Yeah, that full year of comics. I think it's I think it was 12, 12 issues with the Court and Night of Owls. It is, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really, really strong. Really good. Adds to the Batman mythos and great stuff. And I feel like after that, it never was that yeah, he good never, again. Um, I mean, but again, that's that's a tough act to follow right out is. the gate. So it is. But I, I agree. He's never quite like hit death, that scene. Death of the family was fine, but was fine. Uh, but we were all hoping for more. And then I, I was, yeah. It, it just didn't. It didn't quite deliver what we were kind of hoping for. Maybe how it kind of set up. Um. And then I really didn't like most of his other stories. Shoot, I forgot even the name of it. But the one with Bloom was yeah. terrible. Um, oh God, yeah, yeah. The Zero Year fizzled out massively. A, de- a decent yeah, idea, and then it just went nowhere. Mm. Um, and I and 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 I didn't like Greg Capullo's art art change with yeah, Zero I don't, Year, I don't like which his he style. kept all the way. For, I like no, he had a good style for the first uh, two with. Eh. Court of Owls and Death of the Family, I, I liked it. Yeah, I like Court of Owls. And, and then he changed okay. it for Zero Year, which I thought it was just for Zero Year because it was, you know, younger or whatever. And sure. But then he kept it for, kept for it, the rest yeah. of the And I don't. I'm just not a fan of it. It's too smooth. It, it looks weird. Um, And then I forgot. And then Endgame was the last run with that. And that was meh with the weird Joker death reincarnation. Good. It, oh, it was God. there was a lot of weird stuff with with that. And a bit too much. Yeah. And then I know he's written some other stuff like the bat, like the Batman who laughs and some some of that, and I, uh, some I've, of those kind of been... weird Elseworld type stories. And I haven't read any of those, so I can't. I'm not, I'm I can't a, yeah, I'm not interested in that really. I can't comment on that stuff. But anyway, enough of that. Hey. Denny O'Neill died, which is a you know big deal, obviously. I mean, massive, massive influence on so many things. Batman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Yep. He was really kind of the at the forefront of that through the seventies and into the eighties, really the transition from the silver age kind of campy comics into the more serious DC comics. Sure, he was sure. really that bridge. Him and Neil Adams were really that, that buffer, especially with Batman. Cause he, he took over, I think right in the late sixties and you know, so the Batman TV show, which we're going to talk about today, that was what Batman was. Campy, yeah, yeah. goofy, silly. And then, yeah, cause- he was like, part yeah, of that bridge people, in the seventies into much more serious Batman stories. Yeah, because people tend to think it, like it, magically Batman went from Adam West to Frank Miller. It's like no, 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 no. There was there was some transition in between, and and and, and O'Neill was a huge some part. Some would of argue that. that the best Batman comic Batman is the seventies Denny O'Neill Neil Adams Batman. Sure, sure, yeah, I totally yeah. get that. It's uh, it's fantastic stuff. Um, obviously. He introduced Rachel Ghoul with uh, yeah. a character created by by both those guys. Um, obviously, did a lot with Green Lantern, Green Arrow, making that a much more serious book. I feel yeah, I like, like this Green Arrow. I feel like they he was part of that group that put them together because they both weren't doing that well separately, and so they, they yeah, put maybe, them together. Oh, he might have been. Yeah, I never thought about that. Because again, yeah, because I forget when they first started being together. It was sometime around, I would assume, the seventies. Had to be, yeah. But uh, anyway, that would make so, sense. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. Lot, he, he obviously did did a ton of stuff, and then he was the main editor. He was in charge of DC Comics for twenty something years. 
through like yeah. I think the early two thousands or something. Um, at least through the nineties, I believe. But um That's quite a resume. Uh yeah, and and then at some point at some point he went back to Marvel, I think, for a few years in the eighties and did, oh, did wow. a little bit of work. There but uh obviously he's most known for DC stuff. But anyway. So Denny O'Neill died, which is uh, which is sad. R.I.P. to one of the best Batman writers of all time, for sure. Um, some other that's, news. We're a little a late. Legacy, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, we're a little late with some of this other news. Um, but it's kind of weird with the comics thing with DC Comics ending their deal with Diamond, the dis- the oh, yeah. basically monopoly distribution company, amid all these all this weird COVID stuff and there's anyway, there's a lot of strange stuff going on with comics. I'm not really sure how much longer they're going to oh, last. Yeah. Uh, it's, with, uh, yeah, it's a ticking clock. With all this stuff. I've gotten back into reading some cause I have a bunch of, I have several digital comics I've had for probably a year plus right. maybe two years that I just haven't read yet. And um, <laughs> I'm finally getting into reading those. I have like three different moon Knight books that I haven't gotten Ooh. to. And uh, so I'm finally, I'm finally, about to start that i read uh, i finally read the spider-man parallel lives comic from i don't think like 2012 or something handful years ago which is which was pretty good um but anyway so we'll see what we'll see what the comic world does geez we're all over the place today uh there we are (laughs) the other thing which again a little late but have you heard about the uh the the joker rumors uh no for uh, the Batman sequel? No. For really? for Robert Pattinson? Yeah. No, what are they? Well, just apparently Matt Reeves is planning on using the Joker for the second and third movies. Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I felt like that was assumed at some point. I mean, if you're doing multiple films of Batman or a series, at some point, yeah, the Joker has to show up. So, so. so. I get yeah. that. And, you know, unfortunately, that was one of the, you know, unfortunate things about the Dark Knight trilogy is that they couldn't use Joker again. And they right. totally would have if given the chance, because how could you not? But yeah, so it'd be, it'll be nice to see a Joker that hopefully is as good or somewhere in the range that we can see for multiple films and really have the impact on Batman that the character should have, you know? Yeah, but I also don't know if I agree with already coming out that, oh, yeah, he's going to be in the next movie, too. It's like, ah. well, that, that's 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 the problem of current time is that now the joker the joker has become too big for his own good i think i think to the point where he's he's almost overshadowing batman where i mean as soon as they announce the new batman the first question is who's playing batman and then the second question is who's playing the joker yeah and it's like no we have so much more to get into so i i'm i'm glad at least he's not in this movie although i i wouldn't have put it past but to be fair the joker performances have outmatched the batman performances so far except the the one doesn't count but um yeah yeah out of of the other ones jack nicholson was was better than michael keaton and heath ledger is better than christian bale so i'm just saying i mean there's kind of precedent for that I know I get it, but we also have to acknowledge the fact that the character performance of Joker is there's so much more you can do with it. Whereas Batman, you have to be, you know, reserved and disciplined and kind of stoic where the oh, Joker sure. can eat up the screen and, and light up and is more tailor made for an Oscar performance. Hence the fact sure, he's sure, the only sure. type of comic book villain ever to be nominated. But so, I mean, I get that. But no, I mean, you're not wrong, but especially with how big the characters become now. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know, but 
I don't know, I feel like, especially with the Joker movie, we've had like two Jokers now in the past, what, four Too years? Much. I mean, and it's like. And then Gotham and. and oh, geez, I there's about so that. many. Yeah. Um, the Gotham had like five in its own show. Yeah, it's like. You know, I mean, obviously, you want to you want to use the Joker at some point, of course. I mean, they, I mean, you kind of you have to have Joker with Batman, but there's so many I other villains we haven't yeah, seen. I, yeah, that's that's the thing. I would not be against not having that. And even now, I mean, we're seeing all villains that we've already seen before in this next yep. Matt Reeves uh, Batman movie, except for maybe the Riddler. I mean, because the Riddler yeah, we only seen once. Yeah, it's just kind of a goofy Jim Carrey character not really much yeah it was, of, that was all it was yeah not really much the riddler so but aside from that we've seen yeah. versions of both of the other two and same penguin yeah we've seen, we've seen catwoman several like, catwomans so it's like eh you know why, why can't we use a mad hatter yeah why can't we use you just pair up the mad hatter and some heavy like clayface or something Clayface, Bane, Deathstroke. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Just, just you have the Mad Hatter as the mastermind, and you pair him up with with more of a physical villain, and just boom, there you go. Oh, new, yeah. new villains, new Batman stories. Could be fantastic. I want and, to see and, the Mad Hatter so bad in a Batman I, movie. I, I do too, buddy. And unfortunately, that's the other thing about bringing in the Joker is that once they do bring him in, I mean. I, I doubt they're going to introduce another villain like the Mad Hatter because yeah. one, how do you compete with the Joker? Especially nowadays with popularity, but then also depending on who's sure. you know performing it. But yeah, so it's like I feel like once the Joker comes, it's gonna be it in terms of maybe getting new villains. I mean, we might get some small minor ones like a, a Victor Zaz or something of that extent. Eh, but we already saw get... Victor Zaz in that Birds of Prey movie. Oh God, yeah, I'm not counting that. But um, that's fair. But yeah, like, yeah, it's like once the Joker comes, I feel like that's any any hope of getting the other villains we haven't seen before are pretty much gone. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's but we'll see. It all it all depends on how this first movie goes. Yeah, why can't we get a proper Two Face? Like, yeah. so many so many great things. We we did not get a good Two Face in Dark Knight. We we need a oh, we, we need a. Eh, it was fine. But was we only fine. but he was only Two Face for the last like twenty minutes of the movie, you know. Right, and and he never really was much of Two Face. It, it was more just a character snapped. It wasn't really. It was still just Harvey Dent just gone crazy. It wasn't. I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't get any room to do anything. So or, or time yeah, I mean, to do anything. So in, in the course of the movie, it really wasn't much of a character. It was just kind of the same character gone crazy, instead of being able to establish the whole you know separate dual identity thing. Like he didn't even yeah. have dual personalities. It was just sure. Harvey Dent went crazy. That that was sure. it. So, uh, okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So no, but yeah, it'd be awesome to have a, a two face like that. And- I, they, I I know they had hinted at it with Peter Sarsgaard's character, but who knows? Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. But and we're bringing back Falcone, like every single villain we've seen before in this. We have in this uh in this movie. So let's see. Yeah, well, let's see. Or proper racial ghoul would be nice. Oh, that'd be awesome. There's a lot of there's a lot of awesome. I'm telling you, man. For anyone who's like, oh, we've seen too many things. Like, no, we haven't. We haven't seen no, we enough. Have. We just, we just keep thing. going yeah. back to the same well over and over and over. Yeah, comics and it makes are sense. huge, man. And Marvel's done a great job with that. When they, yeah, like when that. they, uh, especially when they didn't have Spider-Man, didn't have Fantastic Four, didn't have X-Men, didn't have all their main characters. They went out and made superstars out of all these other characters with great stories and great and, and were great characters in and of themselves. And we haven't seen DC do that yet, except for maybe Shazam. 
and, and I don't get that because I understand then like, you know, kind of sticking to a few characters of Batman early on back in the early thousands again when when superhero movies still didn't quite break into, you know, the the popularity they are sure. now where where you know audiences embrace weird and kind of these outlandish outlandish characters that originally in studios would never have gone for. But now we're in that we're in that age where, where audiences will go for the more kind of absurd yep. theatrical characters. So there's no excuse. As Once to not Guardians of the, the Galaxy other... came out, I feel like everything needed to be out the window, but we still haven't gotten to that point. Yeah, it's like it's like Batman is still kind of stuck in that mindset of, oh, no, we have to keep it grounded and we can't explore the, the crazy villains out there. It's like, no, people will go for it. Again, we want to differentiate this Batman from the Nolan Batman. So go for the crazier villains. Yep. It's like, I don't get it. Yeah. I know. I, I, I totally agree. Totally. Agree. Anyway. Anyway. So that, that, that's come out. Who knows if that's true or not, or whatever, whatever happens. They're still trying oh, to get I'm the sure. first one made. That's um, true. Yeah. You still haven't got a trailer. I, well, yeah. Trailer. Cause they, they haven't got anything. Cause everything shut down for the past three months. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. So now moving on to movies that we've seen this week. Ian, have you seen any new movies? Uh, I've seen one. That's pretty much it. Uh, okay. it was, uh, Old uh, 1941 uh, Gary Cooper movie, uh, Sergeant York, um, based on uh, the real life story of, uh, uh, at the time, Corporal uh, Corporal York, who is this guy, a soldier in uh, World War One. I've been on a real World War One fixation ever since 1917 because I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, so I've been dying for more World War One content in movies. So uh, I watched this because I knew about the story and I I'd seen parts of the film years ago. My grandpa watched it, and so I really wanted to. Uh, rewatch a movie knowing fully what happened basically he was a badass in freaking world war one there you know his unit was charging and they were getting just torn up by these machine gun nests and basically he took them on single-handedly i think he killed 25 germans and captured like 50 uh, <laughs> single-handedly i mean the guy was like a sharpshooter from middle of nowhere tennessee and he had this whole uh he would shoot wild turkeys and you shoot wild turkeys when they're kind of like in a line, but you shoot the one in the back first or you keep shooting them closer and closer so they don't know that, you know, the ones behind them are being killed. And so that's what he did with the Germans when he was getting rushed by like 10 Germans and they're running at him with their bayonets and he's shooting the one in the back first and, and keeps getting closer and closer as they are too. But um, yeah, I mean, the movie's fine. It's, it's old school. It's kind of, you know, um, it's not very dark or doesn't really go into war you know, the psychology and all that stuff. Again, this is 1941, so they're not going to delve into the horrors of war and, you know, look for that real type of gritty experience that you see in modern war movies. But um, it's still really good. Gary Cooper's awesome. And uh, it's a movie I would love to see remade because it's a great story. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But that's it. Uh, you? I've seen three movies. I saw, okay. I finally watched Clue. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I like Clue. Which is fine. It wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be, but it was still pretty good. Um, well, you don't. You also don't really like British kind of humor that much, too. Yeah, not yeah, not not as much. But uh, but there were parts that I thought were very funny. Obviously, just Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Tim Curry's character is just great. And That's great. Um, see, I've seen the Psych Clue episode so many oh, times yeah, yeah. before this, and so it made me laugh more because all I can think of is Sean just recreating Tim Curry scenes. Sure. In uh in that and that made me laugh. Um but yeah, no, no, it was good. I liked it. It was interesting. Obviously the whole thing with like the three different endings or whatever is is uh is fun. Fun to play. I like it better with. than freaking knives out. 
Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, I agree with that because it's not up its own butt the whole movie. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, then obviously, I mean, Michael McKean is just always oh, sure. fantastic <laughs> in anything ever and steals any any anytime he speaks it just <laughs> pulls everything straight to him which is uh fantastic and then of course he gets to end the movie with like the greatest ending line ever oh um, yeah yeah so that's fantastic <laughs> uh then i watched apocalypto finally yeah uh, thanks a lot and look man i don't know what what's on your movie list and i'm i'm trying to see i i got my own watch list of stuff that sure sure but uh, that was the one major. Okay, I haven't seen The Man Without a Face, but other than that, I've seen all the other Mel Gibson directed movies. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. And yeah. uh, well, this is a weird one from like '93 or something. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So this was the last of the major, the four major Mel, you know, Mel Gibson movies that I hadn't seen yet. Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome, fantastic. It's awesome. It's a it great looks movie. incredible. Yeah, I, I, it just further confirms how much I absolutely love Mel Gibson as a director. As a director, he's phenomenal. I wish he yeah. wasn't so picky with the stuff he does because he needs to do more movies. Like, come on, man! I, like, like, pump yeah. these out once every two years. Let's not. What's this waiting like ten, six, whatever years he keeps waiting in between movies? Like, let's well, go. I mean, granted, there, there was uh, all that drama in between. Oh, way, like, way. When you're a director, it's different. Like, well, he was he was in Hollywood jail. We had to be honest, but um, but now it looks like he's out, and hopefully he's doing more regular. I know the last time I heard he was supposed to be remaking the Wild Bunch, which would be awesome, but yeah, we'll see if that still ends up happening. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't even know how I would rank my top like all four of the Mel Gibson movies. Like they're all just one, because they're all yeah, so yeah. good. Um, yeah, I mean, Braveheart is part of the top. Yeah, because I, yeah, I'd probably still put Braveheart at the top. It's just but then, you know, Hacksaw's not far behind. I mean, Hacksaw, Passion and Apocalypto are all just fantastic. That's the, I haven't seen movies. Passion yet. I, I well, need to see that. That's on the list. That's I got okay. that. I do have that on on uh, on your list. So, we'll, yeah, I we'll, thought about watching it after Israel, but um, I, I wish I had. But I still want to see it. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. Um, And, and again, you can see a lot of uh, Apocalypto in in Passion because it's it's oh, very sure. similar because it's, you know, ancient times, a totally ancient dead language that they you they recreate the entire movie in yeah the, the research he goes into for his <sighs> movies is unreal it's it's i love how crazy. i love how non-hollywood it feels it, it yes, doesn't feel yes. like it's actors no. playing dress up like the, because again, they're not the, any the, actors there's no names <laughs> in anything they're just random people and in this movie half the people in it are indigenous tribe uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. people from the area like uh, th- yeah. there's a little like the girl one... that is cursing them at one point, like putting a curse on them and oh, like the girl, she... the plague or whatever. Yeah. She's from, she's yeah. there. They found her in some hut sure. there and she's like phenomenal. You're like, of this course. is so weird. How, how, <laughs> how are you able to do this? How are these people able to pull this off? How are they so good? Uh, yeah, they like are. Everyone's just... so good. Yeah, he doesn't get the credit for being such like a hands-on, like authentic filmmaker, like some of the other ones I feel like are. And it's like, no, Mel Gibson totally goes into his projects and is all about the experience and, and the realness. But again, he he's still kind of frowned upon by some people. Yeah, and and the the ultra gore all oh, has sure. a purpose. It all yeah yeah furthers the story. It, I mean, it brutal it, back then, right? But it was, but but not even just as as being authentic, but also the way it it pushes the story forward is oh, done sure. so well 
Yeah. It's, it's just, it's amazing. Like to me, it's like, I don't, you don't, I mean, it's not even that like, even though it's shocking gore and it, and it is, it fits so well that it doesn't pull you out of, at least not for me. I'm sure for some people it's, you know, shocking or whatever, but for me, it just, it just fits like a glove into the, into what's happening. And so you're like, of course, of course the Jaguar is going to rip that dude's face completely off. Like, yeah, it, it would break the immersion more so if there if it was tamed and there yeah, wasn't yeah, gore yeah. because it'd be like no that that if you get hit with a freaking club made out of bones and stuff no you're gonna your your head is gonna explode or whatever you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no you can't do PG thirteen with history really yeah that's yes yes you are you are correct um and you just sit here and I'm just like how did anyone live <laughs> yeah that's anyone the live during this time period everything around there is going to kill you. Yeah, even just a germ will kill you back yeah, then. It's uh it's 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 crazy. Um, but also just the way he he humanizes these characters with again, no dialogue because I mean, there's subtitles, so you know what they're saying, but there you don't even need them really. Yeah. You oh, would yeah, get, you, still, you would get the yeah. gist of the movie and who all these characters are just by the way they act and the situations that happen. That's how sure. well it's written. Um, and all well, it's played by, by, by the, these people, but yeah, yeah. anyway, no, it was, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, movie. Nice. Uh, then, like I, then I watched the game of death, the final Bruce Lee movie, which is a total lie and is most insulting thing you could ever watch because it is mm. not a Bruce Lee movie. Um, he was in the middle of filming it. It was going to be his big masterpiece kind of movie. And then obviously he died. He filmed like a bunch of it and then went to that's what happened. He was he was filming it and then the studio came through for Enter the Dragon. So oh. they, they shifted gears to that and obviously did Enter the Dragon, which ended up being one of the biggest action movies ever. Um, Huge. And then obviously he died before the movie even came out. What so you- this was never finished. Uh they filmed, I think they ended up having like 40, 45 minutes of fight scenes that they had fully shot and edited together and everything. Bruce Lee was directing it, so he had edited it together and had all these complete shots. But for the movie, they use 15 minutes of that, and that's the only Bruce Lee in the whole two-hour movie or hour-and-a-half movie, whatever it is. Yeah, why would you not use the footage you have? It's awesome. Because that's the other thing. Uh, there's a documentary called uh, Bruce Lee, A Warrior's Journey that came out in 2000 where they found Bruce Lee, like, journals and they found the the complete or most, like, his, his story outline, um, his story notes. They found, like, a script uh, of what the movie was supposed to be. And it's awesome. It sounds fantastic. It's like there's this final tower with something where there's all these different tiers. And so each level of the tower is a different like fighting style master. Hmm. And Bruce Lee's having to fight to the top. I, I think a uh, uh, wife or something was kidnapped. I, I don't remember that part of the story, but he basically gets to fight all these different masters. And so he picked all these different, you know, uh, friends of his that were masters in different things and stunt people and stuff like that to play these these tier characters and i don't remember what all of them were but the last three are ones that they had filmed completely sequenced the the third through the top and uh it's it's awesome 
It is oh. awesome stuff. So in this documentary, they show the entire 45 minutes of edited together footage uh, of those final of those fights. And it's some of the best martial arts you've ever seen. It's probably the best fighting in any Bruce Lee movie, period. Um, it's just outstanding, including the nunchuck fight. Well, I guess they use the footage. And uh, and yeah, so so you can watch what was supposed to be the movie um, on that documentary, which is well worth it. It is. So just awesome. do that instead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Never watch this. It's an insult. There's no Bruce Lee and it's just a stand in the whole time. Oh, and it's, it's horrible. Um, they, they use footage from his actual funeral in it. Like it is. It's just tasteless and horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's awful. But uh Ooh. Yeah, so watch that footage. the the final The final boss, I guess you could say, is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, because he was he was best friends with Bruce Lee and trained with him for years. Okay, weird. Um, yeah, that's quite the fight. Yeah, surprising enough, not enough people know that Kareem Abdul Abdul Jabbar is actually like a martial arts master. I mean, that's just terrifying. This seven foot. Oh yeah, guy who can fight like that—that'd be terrifying. Oh yeah, Bruce Lee's like. <laughs> my height like five, five five seven or maybe shorter and uh then you see uh kareem abdul jabbar just like stand up when he gets to the <laughs> top oh it's it's awesome and then they fight there and it's just it's fantastic oh, really cool. really cool well worth watching so don't watch the movie watch doc that documentary instead and get the real the real footage but uh get Anyway, uh, so that's what I've watched. So I've actually watched a handful of stuff, obviously, other than our Movie Swap movies, which check that out if you haven't on, on YouTube. Go check YouTube, out yeah, Movie yeah, Swap show. I'm, I'm working on the latest episode. Actually, by the time this airs, the latest episode's probably up. So go ahead and check that out. We're going to oh, we yeah, talk yeah. about a Full Metal Jacket and Young Guns. So check that yeah. out on YouTube. Just search the Uncaped Crusaders review and you'll be able to find it. Movie Swap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Time to get into the main event. Talked enough crap about other stuff. On the show. We got uh Well, we kept the Batman related for the most part, so I'm proud yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah. Um, okay. Two episodes of Batman, 1966, Adam West show to talk about. It is Shoot a Crooked Arrow and Walk the Straight and Narrow. Uh this is this is the season premiere for season two. Yeah. Uh, we got special guest villain of all people, Art Carney, being <laughs> being the villain. Because you'll you'll notice we're gonna get more and more uh, well known stars. Being yeah, I mean in this that season because the show obviously was a cultural phenomenon, and yep. so because of that, you're gonna get a lot of guest stars that are bigger names. Moving on, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're good. Because oh, I'm sure this episode is maybe the worst we've seen yet, Ian. Th this episode is just straight up horrible. You think? Yes. These are terrible. No one tried. Uh. The writers didn't try. The director didn't try. Art Carney definitely didn't try. No, I mean, definitely not Art Carney. I mean, I mean, obviously, Adam West and Burt Ward are always good. But good, of course. and you know, I mean, the main the main characters are always good. Yeah, they're, stables, they're yeah. always there. They always show up and they're always good. But this is the laziest written episode yet. And um, nothing makes sense. Nothing. But not in a good way, because a lot of times nothing makes sense. That That's part of the fun of the show. That's right, part right, of the yeah, joke. The 
But half the yeah. stuff done is not done that way. Like, the part that really got me... Um, okay. So, there's a part where Alfred is helping them by going to the archery range that the archer owns and distracting him while oh, Batman yeah. and Robin snoop around the thing. And obviously there's a, they trip an alarm or whatever. So they know. And so he's able to like get the drop on him, like trapping him in a net. And then Batman goes, it's okay, Robin, I'll have us out in just a second. So we cut away, oh, yeah. we cut back and then they're still trapped in the net. No well, explanation. They're trapped in like, they're trapped and I thought they were like unconscious as if they weren't they moving were. and then they dropped they, the they dropped yeah. them unconscious. And you're like, what happened last to the time we knife? were here? Batman was like, oh, I got a bat knife and I'll have us free in a second. Yeah, they even bother what? even showing a, 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 a smoke, you know, the classic smoke thing or whatever. No. And then yeah, it gets even worse. So then uh, so they're tied up by their thumbs, which looks very oh, painful yeah. and they're hanging by their it is thumbs. painful. That's a- and Classic, apparently yeah. it's this big torture den. And, and then Art Carney, sa- the archer says, oh, I've already used all my devices. And you're like, really? They look fine. Like, isn't this some yeah. bad torture? Bloodied, at least, yeah. And then, then they're going to decapitate Alfred. And then Batman's just like, nope, don't care. And then it's a fake guillotine. So you're like, okay, what's going on? And then... Yeah, I don't know what that was. But then... He lowers them down. They untie themselves and are yeah, standing in front of him unrestrained and untied up. And he's like, all right, now we'll get we'll do a sporting thing to demise. And then we cut and they're tied up to poles and about to be jow- like stabbed with lances. Yeah, they're just standing sure. untied. What, yeah, what are you I'm- doing? I'm sure the reasoning was, well, they, they're holding on to Alfred, so if Batman and Robin tried to fight again, they, maybe they're worried that they would hurt Alfred, and, and you know, but it, it makes no sense, because, yeah, Archer challenges Batman to a duel, you know, slaps right. him with a glove, but then they're tied up to the post, and about the post. to be, yeah, and then the way they get out of that is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's great, the spring-loaded boots, so now we know their boots are uh, bulletproof and have springs in them. <laughs> yeah. It's like the it's like the freaking um in Phantom Menace when uh at the very beginning where Qui Gon and Obi Wan just like force speed out of there. And it's like <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good trick to hold on to later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we never see it again. That's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. Um, but th- this show's full of that. I mean, I like all that stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I, when I saw that, I was I was shocked. I was like, this is the laziest thing I've ever seen. We're just not even gonna mention anything what what anyway i i couldn't i couldn't believe it even for a show like this i was like that is just terrible yeah the part that got me a little bit was um freaking uh when they when archer goes to rob the armored truck you know yeah and they have the uh magic uh curving arrows (laughs) (laughs) right which again, even for this show, that's pushing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But see, I because, like yeah. stuff like that. Stuff like that is funny, ridiculous. I, okay, I'm, so you don't like the laziness? Yeah, the lazy stuff is what sure. gets me, and that and this episode is just full of it. Um, yeah, there's some highlights. I feel like. I, I mean, mean, it's yeah, always cool. there's always some nice, uh, some decent moments. But uh, again, it, it'd be cool if Art Carney was, you know, if tried. he gave even one shit. But because the idea of a a classic, you know, freaking Robin Hood is 
because I like the whole idea that they kind of explore in the episode of there being another vigilante yeah. who's also kind of taken the the favor of the public and, and you know everyone in Gotham likes because you know he's giving away the money. Although I do love the part in the beginning where you know uh, Archer <laughs> freaking just robs Wayne Manor and they give yeah. all the money back to the people of Gotham, but then. Uh, I guess I think it's Gordon who mentions that the the people once they found out the money was robbed they gave all the money back and right and Batman is like oh, a true testament to their moral character I'm like <laughs> right but then <laughs> two other times when he robs people and throws the money they still all gather around and take it so Probably I don't sure. know yeah, what's yeah. going on yeah that doesn't make any sense either that's another thing of lazy thing that doesn't make any sense again that's funny. But then later on, you basically just go back on that. And then you're just like, okay, now yeah, there's I'm no confused. consistency. No, no. See, that's no, the thing. That's the thing. It's like the, the lack of consistency is the part that's ridiculous. At least if you make something ridiculous consistent, then that works, which is usually what yeah. the show does. But this show doesn't even do that. This episode doesn't even do that. Um, obviously, it's, this episode, no. it's, it's disappointing. From here on out, we're going to not – we're going to get the stupid title cards for the sound effects. That's another thing. Uh, oh yeah, where we got we got to get used to. Um, they didn't want to spend the money to superimpose the, the sound effects over the film, so to save money, they just put in colored title cards with it, which is very distracting. When I forgot that they it did is. that until watching this, and I was like, oh yeah, that starts with, <laughs> with this episode. This from here on out, it's gonna do that. Oh yep. boy. Oh yeah. Oh, no. No, from here on out, we're getting the colored oh, title boy. cards. <laughs> Yeah, not quite as fun. Uh, not uh, not quite no. as fun. Um, God. Yeah, but th- but there again, even though I think these episodes are pretty terrible, th- there there are some highlights. Obviously, the biggest highlight being Alfred Batman. Oh, sure. Alfred Batman is awesome. This is a thing I totally well. forgot was in this episode, but completely remember Alfred Batman. Um. I mean, obviously, we've seen Alfred help them out several times in the past, but this time has to full on put on the Batman suit and um, and pose as Batman with Robin. Um, Honestly, he doesn't look too bad. He looks good, man. He fills that thing out real well. Yeah, he doesn't have a gut or anything. No, no, uh, no. um, Alan Napier looks um, looks fantastic. Or um, shoot. Uh, It's probably his. It was probably his idea. He was like working out a little bit. And he was actually, he felt all confident. And he was like, you know what? Put me in a suit. Cause we know he's yeah. driven the Batmobile before, you know, mm-hmm. no doubt he wanted to do that, but now he's, he's getting the full fantasy. Yeah, no, he looks great. And, um, that too but better, then of yeah. course, then of course everything we, we, and then they find out that Archer actually robbed them. So then commissioner Gordon needs to talk with Batman. And, oh, yeah. uh, so the way they get around that is, Bruce gives him a, a voice changer, which will make him sound like like Batman, and then he just stands on the other side of the street and yeah, because, he has he, a cold. because he has a cold, which in this and, and show makes perfect of... sense. So then, of course, oh, the sure. question was like, oh, well, how considerate of Batman not to want to get anyone sick? Yeah, and that's of course, great. the voice you know, changer he can hold is so it will cover his mustache. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's uh, that that's the highlight of this these episodes for sure. Is is for Alfred sure, and, and the and uh, the guest appearance by the Gotham Citizen. Oh yeah, that's weird. That's a uh, that that's another thing we're gonna really get full bore into this uh, or, from uh, here on out is the um the special the the special the- cameos, yeah. um with the with the coming out of the window. Although this, this one doesn't one, make any sense because why why is Dick Clark in police headquarters? Oh yeah, it was police headquarters. It was. 
It's the most shoehorned yeah. in thing we've ever seen. Why are Batman oh, and Robin walking cute. out down the side of police headquarters? Because they're they're following uh, Archer. Because he had just again, and that's the other thing. This episode makes no sense. Archer just like teleports out of nowhere. He just yeah. in the beginning of the episode, he teleports right into the freaking terrace of Wayne Manor and just shoots the arrow into the into the home. And then he just somehow teleports to what the twentieth floor of yeah. you know police headquarters and just shoots and knocks them or blinds them all. Yep. Like he he somehow has like ability to just appear like the freaking predator. He does. He's he would be very formidable <laughs> if they did something better with him. Um, and I love how slow he is with the bow too. Like when he again, when he does a... not care. Art Carney does no. not care. He didn't even try and look convincing with the bow and arrow. You tell most of the time when he shoots the arrow, the arrow maybe went two feet, and they just you the know arrow cut probably and just it... fell out of the bow. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pitiful. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Um, Alan Napier does a, does a good job, I thought, when he does the freaking shooting. Out. He at least yeah, tries. He's a... He, yeah, he must have. Yeah, yeah. And then him and freaking the archer splitting arrows and just one <laughs> after the other. That was great. Like, How's he? Okay, stuff like, deal? stuff like that I love in the, in this show. Like that, that stuff well, like sure, that that I love about about the show in general. Um, it's, well, it's like it's, combining two favorite things, Batman and then freaking the, the Disney Robin Hood. Yeah, well, no, this is the Errol Flynn Robin Hood. Oh, sure. That too. Yeah. The Disney Robin Hood didn't come out till like 74. But, That's right. Uh, yeah, but still it has the same scenes and yeah 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 because i mean well it's the robin hood story which is when done well is is fantastic but um yeah that's what they're going for and that's great i love how alfred refers himself as the william tell of liverpool that's yeah that's pretty cool fantastic and then of course we get an awesome ending where he's like here robin put this apple on your head and i do like the ending (laughs) robin's like uh not that i don't trust you alfred but no (laughs) and then of course he misses and it would hit him right in the face that's a good moment that's a I like that. Yeah, that was that was a nice little scene at the end. That was a nice Alfred moment where like because up until this point, I mean, Alfred's uh, kind of like Batman. Alfred's pretty much perfect. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's the best. He was at what perfect he does, in the, and, early in the episode. Yeah. And he's he's perfect at all. stuff. So it's like kind of the first time Alfred kind of makes a mistake, which is uh, which is pretty great. That, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty nice fun. Um. Yeah. Uh... Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't, we also got to talk about when we're talking about inconsistency. So you know when they're when they're going at the very end when they're going after Archer and uh, uh what's his face uh, Alan and Dale. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they Alan see them A. The Dale. Right. Yes. Very clever. Which <laughs> which no one realized was going to be part of this group with Big John and Cryer Tuck. Cryer Tuck. Yeah. That's the best one. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Cryer Tuck is great. Funny. Also, you know what's funny is that's Doodles Weaver, which you know who that is. The father of uh, Sigourney Weaver. No kidding. That's who that is. That's who Cryer Tuck is. Oh. Mm-hmm. What a name. I know, Doodles. right? Doodles. I mean, obviously <laughs> well, that can't be name. that can't be his real name, but uh I, I would hope not. Unless <laughs> your parents hated you. Regardless, it, it's fantastic. The fact that anyone would go what? by Doodles is awesome. What they name him after their dog? <laughs> I I don't know, man. Maybe, but uh, yeah, wow. I found that out look, doing some research on the on the episode. That is Sigourney Weaver's dad, but that's just that's a great character because he's just crying the whole time, and it's such a great. Yeah, I love I love when they're about to kill Alfred, and he's just like looking away, and he can't bear it. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know they were doing a thing where like, oh, we're playing on Robin Hood, so obviously let's, oh, we can call him Big John and stuff. And then they, they just needed to come up with a word that rhymed with Friar. And you know that's oh, totally. how they did it. But man, he kills it. Like, oh yeah, Doodles, does he goes above and beyond. <laughs> I mean, he blows Art Carney out of the water in this. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, and so does, it um, and so does, uh, what's his name? Uh, who plays? Um, Robert Cornwaith plays, uh, Alan Adale, and he blows Art Carney out of the water too. He's great. Yeah, uh, he's he's good. That's yeah, he's such fine. a dorky, annoying like character. It's a great char- annoying. It's a good character. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was funny when they when they go after him on the boa at the end. You know, we see them oh, getting the gosh, bat boa. Yeah, out. then we got to talk about that whole third act, which makes yeah. no sense. Now we got a pirate so they, ship. What? Yeah, <laughs> Why I, I, I don't know. Robin Hood and pirates. pirates. From again, Robin Hood like, to Treasure like Island could... in a matter of minutes. Yeah, what, what do you want to say? The whole pirate motif for a whole other episode of villain? I like. Why are you? Maybe they only had access to this pirate ship this week. Maybe they filmed well, some other movie with this set, and they were going to tear it down. So, like, oh wait, let us use. I was this. wondering because I wonder how. That yeah, maybe. But then also, I wanted to know like how soon after the movie they had filmed this episode because we we clearly see them at a at a dock of some sort in actual water get on their bat boat right. But then, of course, once they get to the ba- the pirate ship, it's the worst, you know, fake background you've ever seen before and right. clearly a soundstage. So I wondered if they still had access to, the, like, the water filming location for the movie. And that's where they filmed a little seeing them get on the boat. And then the whole pirate ship after that was like, yeah, like you said, maybe another set from another show that they had Ian, access to. And they're like, oh, we'll just use that. And what is wrong with you? Have you not seen the way they do the show? That is the footage from the movie. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, wow, they just reused it? <laughs> and they don't even shoot different Batmobile scenes. I know that. Yeah, I just I didn't recognize it. Why the... would they film a new Batboat scene? Uh, I guess silly me. Yeah, why, <laughs> when you have perfectly good footage. Yeah, no, they, they do not go back to the Batboat ever. It is all... I, I think they use the Batboat a couple of Only times in this season. Oh, okay. But it, it's all from the movie. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, one 100%. <laughs> so I, I I find that very I find that great that you're trying to sit here and be like how they uh, have the money to do this but I'm, I'm giving not them too much benefit like, of the doubt yeah you really are you're giving them too too, too much benefit they're, of the doubt there they're they're in season two now they're making that season two money and they're coasting they're like oh, oh yeah. no we're 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 established we're not you know we don't have to worry about getting canceled if we do not have to put forth that much effort mm-hmm. yes <laughs> um okay uh, another thing that I want to talk about is there's we got a lot of we got a we, very a couple of very forced um little like uh what do you um what do you want to say the um uh like lectures or something in in these episodes we get a uh, a great like 2 minute long scene where a cop tells a woman about Batman's oh, yeah. driving yeah, what was that about? <laughs> I don't know, but she's like, I liked it. how come Batman gets to drive fast and through red lights and everything? It's like, um, and then the police like, uh, they're, they're deputized agents of the law. So if there's an emergency, they are able to do that. And I love how he's like, and you know that they're putting their own lives in danger and driving fast like that, you know, in order to save the people they're, they're going after. And it's just, and then, it, and then, and then like, he says, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Well, then it says, like, oh, and Batman in his spare time even 
uh, speaks at uh, driving classes here in Gotham. I'm like, he would. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, and you bet, rest assured that when they're not going after an emergency, then he is safer driver than any of us could be. And then he gets a standing ovation from the rest of the people in their cars after he completes his speech, which is fantastic. Like this show. Yeah, I did like that scene. That's good stuff. That is it was out of nowhere, but yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was well done. Um, that was well done. Also, okay, this is the other thing that's ridiculous in this episode that I got to talk about. But but oh. in, in the best way possible and made me pause the thing because I was laughing so hard is the fact there is a commissioner of in charge of poor people. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That <laughs> is the title. That's hilarious. The commissioner <laughs> in charge of poor people. Again, this goes back to how lazy this episode was put together. But that, in this instance, that is fantastic. Uh, uh, see, to me, that might just be just meta humor. Like, that's too Maybe. funny for them to just... like. Because it reminds me of a scene in uh, freaking 30 Rock when Alec Baldwin is... Alec Baldwin's character is this crazy Republican rich. You know, and he's talking about... You know, yeah, our president, you know, started the whole war on the poor. And Tina Fey is like, you mean war on poverty? He just goes, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And that that just reminded me of this (laughs) director of the poor people. It's just such a (laughs) demeaning term, but it's definitely satire, I feel like. That's fantastic. That made me laugh out loud. And I had to pause it and and rewind it because I did not (laughs) see that coming. I did not see that coming um it's like something out of south park yeah yeah it really is like it, it's a little too smart for the way the rest of this episode is written yeah but, yeah, um, and i love how the whole time we get the big moral thing of batman you know we need you know people need to learn how to work for things and not to get stuff for free but then the whole thing of this wayne foundation is just handing out money to people oh yeah that's a good point that's total but, hypocrisy but, and also <laughs> are we just Going down every citizen of Gotham, starting with the Z's, like Z's, yeah, what the hell? One at a time, like it's graduation, like, like yeah. What, are we anti-communist or what's going on? And then like he was gonna like let the guy speak. How long is this gonna take? Good God! Again, they say how many people are in Gotham? Like a hundred thousand or something? There's more people than that in Gotham. Yeah. So it's, how long are we gonna be doing this? I don't know, but that is. uh Good gosh, that is, that was interesting. And also, um, apparently there's a little bit of a play on things with that guy because the, 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 the poor person who notices the fake money and then gets all outraged and everything. Well, that is, um, let's see, that's a Sam Jaffe who is better known as Dr. Zorba on Ben Casey, which is, which was a show, but they call his poor person character Zoltan Zorba. So oh, yeah. That's that's why because he, Oh, I I wonder cuz like that okay, that has to be a callback to something. Yeah, it is. It's a callback to the same character he played on the on the show Ben Casey, so. Okay, yeah, I was racking my Batman mind. I'm like, is that a name from Batman? I'm like, no. Yeah. So but, okay, uh, no wonder. But uh yeah, so again, we're going to get more little weird appearances of people throughout the rest of the show obviously with the biggest one being dick clark just randomly showing up and and you gotta jump on that train to to prop up your own for stardom you definitely got to um yeah but uh this is um again i like i like the episodes and concept again i like the idea of the archer character villain 
them kind of battling another vigilante in Gotham. But yeah, like you said, oh, everyone, even again, it, it, it kind of scares you how much people are coasting in the season premiere. You know, it's like I, I get it halfway through the season. Everyone's just like, oh, OK, well, you know, I'm ready to go on vacation and be done filming. But the season premiere right after the movie is like, all right, everybody should be on their A game and ready to kick things off as, you know, new budget. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nope. they, they do not get off to a, a great start. That is. And they, they end with a good start, as we saw with the, the season finale with the Penguin. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. yeah that, those are bad true. episodes, remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, so they're, again, they had the movie in between, but. but yeah, they, they put all their creative, you know, effort and, and thoughts into that and. Like, oh, God, man, now we got to go right back into the TV show. Oh, yeah, but, but the big disappointing part is, like you were saying, it, it's it's a good concept for a villain if it was just anyone Does done Does he ever better. come back? Uh, no, 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 no. This is one and done for Art Carney. He's not coming uh, back. I, fig- I figured Art Carney wouldn't come back, but I was wondering if uh, the character came uh, back. I don't think so. As far as I know, he doesn't. But hmm. even the, uh, the writer of the episode, oh, shoot, or the director, now I don't remember what his name was. Something Ross. Sherman. Oh, Sherman Ross. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. He, uh, he, he was saying that he, he didn't even want Art Carney as the role. He wanted um, Fernando Lamas to uh, oh. someone like that to play the character and didn't even really want. He he thought Art Carney was miscast in the role anyway. So uh, I'm sure that had to be studio. Just oh, for big sure. Name. Yeah. Uh, no, shoot. Uh, r- r- um, Stanley Ross. That's his name. Stanley oh, okay. Ross it was Sherman Williams or something. I think wrote the, it or something. No, uh, Stanley Ross was the writer of of this this episode. But, oh, who's um, the director? Uh, uh, it ends up being shoot. What was his name? But it it does end up being a guy who directs a lot of episodes moving oh, okay. uh, moving forward. Uh, Sherman Marks. That's the director. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. written by Stanley Ross, directed by Sherman Marks, and and Sherman Marks will will direct a lot of episodes, um, right. in the upcoming couple seasons. But um, uh, yeah. So a couple things with the Archer. It's kind of it seems to be loosely based on a character from Superman. Um, hmm. there was a character, there was a villain that appeared in Superman thirteen in nineteen forty one. That's a similar type of character, uh, like based on the Robin Hood legend sure. with kind of a uh, portrayal like Errol Flynn's 1938 Adventures of Robin Hood movie. It doesn't make much sense for him to be with Superman, though. It makes way yeah. more sense to be with Batman. Yeah, it's kind of odd, but, but apparently there was a similar character in a in a Superman well, it's like gorillas. After Planet of the Apes, you see gorillas like in every freaking comic book in some yeah. degree. Yeah, no, that is that is very true. <laughs> um, although apparently the criminal worked alone in the comics. Oh, okay. Um, and didn't have didn't have a group, but it was a similar similar type of thing. But he was a little bit more murderous than Art Carney oh. ended up ended up uh, being. Interesting. Um, let's see. What are some other things with this episode? Um. Okay, apparently episode production numbers appear at the end of the show's in credits in this season, which yep. is interesting. I don't know why that's needed. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's uh, I'm looking through some of the other trivia things and we've already Not talked about all of it. All the good stuff. We've already talked about all of it. The Dick Clark yeah, and the uh the, you know, different 
um, sound effect titles and all that stuff we've already we've already talked about. For those of you that don't know, Art Carney is famous for um, the Honeymooners. For those of you that oh, didn't, God, yeah. probably should have started. Probably should have started. There are plenty of people who don't know. Started started with that. We played Ed Norton on the show, so that's where he was. Famous comedian. Um, not funny in this. No, no. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let this be a first thing you ever see him in. No, no, please watch some other good Art Carney stuff uh, before There's plenty. this. Anyway, uh, but ultimately, it's not great. There's not much more to watch. It's not a very good episode. Again, a couple of good parts. Batman yeah. Alfred and, and some good gags. A couple of good Interesting moments, ideas, but... but just weren't properly executed or mm, utilized. No, a weird story with the whole sure. robbing of the money and then replacing it with the fake bills. And it's all yeah, that, that's more like a, and... a Joker Riddler type of gag at the end. To... Yeah, it's it is kind of odd. OK, that's the other part I forgot. That oh. that awesome applause machine that he has throughout oh, God, the whole yeah. thing what that about? makes no sense, but I loved it. So sure. every time he does again, something, just... he gets them to play this studio applause like soundboard that he carries around with him, which is that 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 was funny. It fits the show, but again, why this character? No, again, it, it works perfectly for the Joker or mm-hmm. someone like that. But what? Okay. Yeah, it is weird. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't fit with this character. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I did like that. I thought that was yeah. Funny. I mean, that was. Funny, Elias. Um. All right. Yeah. Ian. Any uh, final thoughts with these these couple episodes? Uh. No. I just hope uh, we get some good ones because, as we mentioned earlier, we're here for another what, like fifty eight episodes. So hopefully, this does something like that spell the way for how this whole season is going to go. Because if so, we're we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I agree. I hope I hope it gets a little better then um then this this is uh yeah now we're getting into stuff where i'm i'm less familiar with the show um well, I'll, I'll we're, we're seen, going to dangerous territory yeah i'll like obviously i'll i'll have seen several episodes but not every one of them now moving forward sure. so there'll be so plenty much. that uh that will be new to me i'm starting in this season but um oh, that's scary yeah i know so hopefully hopefully we get a little little uh little better than this the other two the next two batman 66 episode we'll get to in two weeks gonna be a uh, hot off the griddle and the cat and the fiddle so uh we got some more julie newmar catwoman coming up which is oh nice so that, that oh, that'll be nice God. that'll be good why don't we start off with catwoman why would you not start off the season yeah again what the hell with Catwoman? the only thing i can think of is they just thought art carney would be a big name draw or something probably like, that's the only thing i can probably. think of why they would choose to do this mediocre episode as the kickoff i so, bet you're right to the season but anyway we get to we get to have the best Catwoman ever moving forward with uh the next two episodes so i'm uh, that, that'll be nice that'll be nice to get back to um okay yeah now, now some hope all right yeah yeah it'll be vastly improved for sure oh man yeah okay uh i just saw a picture from this episode and i think it has one of my one of the death traps i like so this oh okay yeah th- this will be fun i think this will be fun uh, but next week yeah, we're back sure. in the animated series where we got three more episodes to talk about unfortunately we can't quite compete with the last one where we talked about almost sure. got him but we still have some good episodes in here we uh it's again it's kind of a thing where there's kind of one okay and then and two two good ones uh we got birds of a feather which is kind of a weird one with the veronica vreeland character oh Um, yeah and and it's 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 very similar to what we saw in uh one of those 
it was one of the it might have been was it the last batman adam west batman episode with the penguin from the last season but because yeah. th- this one it's uh where penguins like in ingratiating himself with all the rich of uh of gotham that's kind of the plot oh, of, yeah, yeah. of this episode so we we've seen that a little bit in one of the kind of yeah 66 shows which that's always a staple of the penguin character um true and then we got what is reality the final appearance of john glover's riddler Ah oh, man. With that, well, other than other than just some brief, not even cameos, just they show the character a couple of times. Yeah, that's very brief moments. But re- this is really the last episode of with the Riddler. Damn. And um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. With what is reality? It's a good episode. It's a that's weird a one, yeah. virtual, virtual reality type episode of Batman, but it's a good one. And then we have one of Ian's favorite episodes, I Am the Night. So, oh yeah, nice. So we got we got uh we got those three episodes talked by next That's week. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, it'll be nice. Some some good stuff for the animated series coming up next week. Always. Um all right. Um well that does it for this episode. Make sure and uh, follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. And um you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bartpark. So go ahead and do that. And uh, check out our YouTube show, Movie Swap. So check that out. Yeah, Just please. search search the Uncaped Crusaders review or search Movie Swap and um, should be able to find it. Again, we'll see our next ep- faces. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'll actually see what we look like. Next couple episodes, <laughs> or next episode, we're talking about Full Metal Jacket and young guns so go ahead and check that out alrighty and any final thoughts before we sign off no we'll be uh, we eventually will do our uh, Batman uh, ranking list of all the movies and video forms so uh, you know keep an ear out for whenever we announce that we're going to do that maybe after this next next movie swap I don't know whenever we decide yeah. to do it yeah we'll be coming up that'll be fun that'll be kind of a special that will be fun I'm looking forward YouTube to that thing. and yeah we're going through Going through all the Batman movies, we still haven't figured out exactly how we're gonna, how we're gonna do it, and yeah, we don't know if we're gonna do live action and then animated because there are so many animated. It might take a while, and you know, if if we do live action, it'll give us a little bit more time to talk about it. And but um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll gotta we gotta figure we gotta figure that out. Um, but anyway, yeah. keep keep an ear out for that. We'll be posting it obviously on Twitter whenever we come to a decision but anyway all right that does it for this episode of uncaked crusaders view thank you guys so much for listening again i'm mark i'm ian have a great week